And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call. 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is going on? It's Saturday night. Second night of a back-to-back. Back-to-backs don't matter, man. We the Raptors, baby. Right? Raps feeling good. Big-time win by the Toronto Raptors. And I know the winning streak right now. Winning streak is up to what? 14 games. 14, big boy. But I'm going to say the last three games... Very impressive work from this Toronto Raptors team. They come out with the win tonight. Again, second night of a back-to-back. 119-118 to versus the Brooklyn Nets, which could be a preview of a first-round matchup. Definitely. Pretty solid look from the Toronto Raptors. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you for tuning in to the Wrap It Up podcast as you do live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. We are live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram, taking your comments and questions both places, at Sheldon Alexander. Please, let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, hit that like and retweet button. Spread the love right now if you're watching on either one. And of course, I'm joined by my guy Foots, aka Mr. Olamati. How you doing, my dude? How you doing? How you feeling? Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate the, the, the warm welcome. I'm blessed, man. Hey. I'm just like good. the Raptors right now, man. We're highly favored out here in these streets. We are. Highly favored. There's you know a lot mean? of good energy, positive energy yes, right now in yes. Toronto. We need it. Keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not all there with the Leafs. That's a story for another day. Listen, that's something else. <laughs> that's for another show. But even Kyle Dubas himself the other day was talking about how you know, a lot of people are saying we need to be more like the Raptors. Hey, man, <laughs> you know, a, just ride the wave, baby. It's a wave right now. Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors are definitely the wave in the city of Toronto. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. And in case you ever miss the pod, just know we are up on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, all those places. Like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe Come on, button. Hope. We everywhere, man. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. But... The reason why you're telling your friends is because this Toronto Raptors team is so much fun to watch. Again, the longest winning streak in Canadian sports history. I'm just saying. 14 wins for the Toronto Raptors. 119-118 over the Brooklyn Nets. And this was a weird game because the Raps were in control for the most part. Yep. And then, if not for a very heroic performance from Karis LeVert, who had 37 points on 12 of 18 shooting. Very efficient. This game came all the way down to the Y, and I think we should start with the crunch time play of the Toronto Raptors because if we go back to the very first pod we did this year, the discussion we had was there's no Kawhi, and yep. I the most interesting thing that I was looking forward to is what do you do in winning time? Who's going to be the guy to make the plays, to create the plays for this Toronto Raptors team when there's no like true superstar or yep. no Kawhi here? What's going to happen? That would be the thing that I was most interested in seeing. And in this game down the stretch, they tried to force feed Siakam and make it work. It wasn't working, but you got to go with the hot hand. And it was Fred Van Vliet. 
Freddy doing the job. I know the nickname is just too fitting, Steady Freddy, because he, steady. he really steadies things for this squad. But Freddy finished with 29 points, six assists for the Raps. But, Foots, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a plays down the stretch that my guy was making that really was the key to the Raptors winning this game, no? Definitely. And I think everybody plays off of that, too. Everybody sees that. Mm-hmm. I think they 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 know uh, Siakam's the, the number one option. They go to that. If he's not if he's not doing so well, yeah. you know, Fred has no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking control of the game, especially late, where you where you gotta where you gotta you gotta coach still. He's yeah. a, he's our floor general, right? So you gotta conduct things on the floor, and he he did that tonight. And I love how Jack was pointing it out a lot during the game. Just the the key of what Fred does is he's setting the pace, he's keeping yep. the pace, and he's always going downhill, which puts pressure on the defense. And a lot of times with this Raptors team, and this happens when. You know, you might not have that go-to guy to get you a bucket when he needs it. You put pressure on the defense by picking up the pace, turning your defense to offense. But either way, Freddie is just going and going and going downhill all the time. And he's either getting a good shot for himself or for someone else. And that's the thing too, right? If you look at the box score now, you know, Brooklyn the whole game, they didn't know who 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 to necessarily game plan for. Because mm-hmm. Van Fleet was going off at certain times. Mm-hmm. Matt Thomas was coming off the bench going off mm-hmm. at certain times. And do we gotta talk about the missing man in the rising star games, Mr. Terrence Davis? <laughs> Listen, the boy the boy is nice and he's, he's arrived. Nice. And he's nice. to the point where we had to start him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Kyle Lowry missed this game. If you know what happened last night, uh, Kyle Lowry missing the game with whiplash, a bit of a neck injury, more precautionary than anything. But at the same time, as you've seen the mentality with the squad the whole year, it's next man up. That's it. And Terrence Davis, who's been playing great all year to the point where I'll get your take on this because we we were passing that around last night as someone messaged in saying, is Terrence Davis having the best rookie year since Vince? Uh, which sounds ooh. sounds right so we'll, we'll simmer on that and uh, yeah, get to that yeah, a little yeah. later because okay, that's fair a, enough. the the crazy thing that i said was the fact that we even have to think about it is it's crazy, crazy right yeah, yeah, yeah but my guy slides into this game gets a starting job and finishes with 20 points eight rebounds which to me rebounding stats are always key because that's showing effort Yep. Right? A lot of rebounding is effort. That's an effort stat for sure. And so my guy finishes, <laughs> steps in the starting lineup, 20 points on 7 of 15 shooting, 5 of 8 from three-point land. I'm just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Terrence Davis just continues to be, you know, just such a bright spot for this team. And I keep having to remind myself, anybody in the league could have had Terrence Davis. <laughs> right? Undrafted anybody. rookie. It's just insane what this guy's doing. He bet on himself. I like that. It's it's great. And you mentioned between Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas, who also had a great game, as Matt Thomas finished with 15 in this game and got like a really good run of extended minutes. The thing that's super interesting that you always look at this Toronto Raptors team, and you we have to remind ourselves about it all the time, especially as the Maasai rumors and all that stuff keep circulating. Yep. I thought this was a pretty cool stat that Josh Lewinberg put out in the first quarter, and it was... So after the first quarter, the Raptors had 33 points. And of the 33 first quarter points, 26 of them were scored by undrafted players. Yo, that's right? crazy. <laughs> so that was Fred Van Fleet had 10. Terrence Davis had nine. Uh, Chris Boucher had five. And Matt Thomas had two. And if you extend that out to the full game, right? Yep. So Terrence Davis, 20 points. Fred Van Fleet, 29 points. Matt Thomas, 15 points. Boucher with nine points. Shout out Raptors 905, man. That's insane. (laughs) 
that's that our farm system it, it's just proof it's proof that our farm system is is, is paying dividends yeah to our, to the to the bigger squad right so shout and out to all those guys man the crazy part too when everyone keeps talking about you know the Terrence Davis Rising Stars Challenge yep. I still think Freddie had the best take on the whole thing Freddie was like well none of us played in that game that's very Pascal, true <laughs> right yep. Pascal if you think Norm, about it. Yep. Fred none of them played in that game so what does it really say we're gonna continue right? to be overlooked it's all good <laughs> exactly yeah. it's all good it's all good they're used to it and it's just incredible to see these guys and what they're able to do in this next man up mentality but i said this to you earlier before the game started as we look at the box score and another solid game from surge i know we only it seems like a down game for surge because he's been putting yeah, up yeah. 19 and 10 every night that he starts surge finishes with 12 and 6 in this game and to me, the mentality of the rest of the team kind of starts with Surge. Because here's a guy, as mentioned, that For averages sure. 19 and 10 when he starts, but then says, yeah, that's cool. I'll come off the bench. It's, it's like <laughs> when, you, when, you see it, when, you, when you see it coming, when you see the sacrifice coming from your veterans, mm -hmm. that means as a young player, you, you, what you're doing is, is like, it means nothing. Because yeah. the veteran is sacrificing to begin with. Yeah. Right? So I think the toughness aspect of it, we have to keep Surge. Yeah. He had to have kept Serge. Yeah. Just for that, he's he's a great locker room guy, and he's good with the younger with the younger kids sure. on the team, right? So, yeah, man, it it starts with Serge, definitely. And that's such a key part when you think of other teams in the league that are consistently at the top of the draft and can't really figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Sacramento Kings, Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns, all these teams that keep picking at the top of the draft and still can't really get much success in terms of even making the playoffs much less winning a round but yeah. even if you go to like the lakers and you think of dudes like kyle kuzma or not no not really kuzma because he was picked later in maybe the caruso but like do you know what i mean you, you have all these guys that get so much pub right mm -hmm. they get so much headlines just because of where they play and you look at the raptors and i think a lot of the success as you mentioned comes from the vets because yep. kyle had to grind it out Yep. Serge is so unselfish. Mark Gasol is so unselfish. Culture. Culture. They play defense, right? And mm -hmm. the real turning point in this game, I thought, and I know this only turned out to be a one-point game, but the way that Levert was playing, it could have been a, a Nets blowout win. Yeah, but the sure. real turning point, I think, was the end of the first quarter to start of the second quarter, where Nick Nurse put out a lineup of Patrick McCaw, mm -hmm. Thomas, Rondé, O'Shea Brissett and Chris Boucher. That sounds like a, a grinder squad. Just defense. And he you you see that lineup out there and you're thinking, uh Where are we gonna get our points? <laughs> and he, it started for a minute at the end of the first quarter, and you're thinking, okay, I get it. Freddie's in foul trouble. Yep. And Freddie started out great in this game, but Freddie was in foul trouble. And you have Pascal go to the bench the last one minute of the first quarter. And you're thinking, okay, he's just trying to buy some time, right? Cool, no problem. But this could get kind of ugly in that one minute. That's what I was thinking. Definitely. And instead, Nurse lets them ride to end the first quarter. No problem there. Keeps the same lineup out there to start the second quarter. And these guys instead go on like a 13-0 run. They end up being plus nine in that five-minute stretch. And to me, that's a that just follows up everything that we're saying, right? Because you have all these undrafted guys, but also they're empowered by their coach. Yep. And how important is that aspect of it? The coach saying, no, I'm going to let these guys go for a bit and extend the minutes. And the fact that they were playing well, he let them go even longer. How important do you think that is in terms of someone on the court getting that confidence from the coach? Man, anybody that's played any high level of basketball will know 
it, it comes down to confidence. And if your coach has the ultimate confidence in you, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna perform. Yeah. And you perform at a high level. Yeah. So if you're telling guys like Matt Thomas, Boucher, listen, if you play steady defense, the minutes, the playing time will be there for you. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're gonna run through a wall for you. And that's what you're seeing with, with these Raptor teams yeah. and, and and the bench guys. They're running through, they're willing to do anything for their coach because their coach has shown that is shown that motivation in them. And it, it you just see it. And shouts to Jack again for pointing this out because at the end of the day, that offensive lineup, I don't even really know who the point like where are you okay, getting the points from? Macaw's the point guard, but where are you actually getting the scoring from? Yep. And they did kind of struggle early on offensively. And Jack pointed out the fact that with this unit, you need to play defense. Thank so you. that that way you're getting out on the break. And now you're getting transition buckets, right? Exactly. Transition buckets, the defense is scrambling. You have those swing plays where Matt Thomas is getting wide open looks, and we mm-hmm. know he's a shooter. And my guy was just splashing threes. But it opens it up and, you know, it plays into what Boucher and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson do as well, which those guys grinded out on hustle plays. And they run the floor really well. Exactly. Right. And that's how that lineup was able to stay on the floor. Because, again, the theme, we keep saying it over and over again, starts on the defensive end. And when mm-hmm. everybody buys into that, I mean, you would you really think that this team would be able to go plus nine against a solid NBA team, right? Like that lineup would be able to go plus nine in a five minute run. And the the benefit of that was Freddie was in, again, Freddie was in foul trouble. And mm-hmm. now you get to extend the rest of Pascal because That's you're going to need those guys down the stretch. Definitely. It's just, it's just a great performance again by Nick Nurse. A reminder why he has to be a coach of the year candidate this season and just how he's been able to deal with any and everything that's been thrown at him this year, whatever rotations they need, whoever's playing, whether it's Terrence Davis, whether it's Matt Thomas, who we haven't really seen that much lately, yep. but when his number's called, boom. Same with Chris Boucher. When his number's called, you're getting offensive rebounds, you're getting shot blocks. And you're getting hustle. That's it. At least you can guarantee that, right? If you can guarantee hustle, you're going to guarantee minutes, yep. right? Raptors end up going on a 27 to 9 run by the time Serge and Freddie came back in at, at, to close that first half. And the Raptors ended up leading 66 to 54 at the half. And it was really kind of, I don't want to say easy, but they were almost trading buckets with the Nets for the majority of that second half until the end. And it was, again, the Lavert and yeah, Spencer Dimwitty show. <laughs> right. And this is kind of weird to me, and I'm going to ask people this question because I want to I want to get your opinion on this. But if Karis LeVert is going out here and cooking to that to that level, right? And that's Karis Scary. LeVert. Don't the Raptors have enough just one on one defenders to like not let that happen? Yes, and and that's the thing too, which is probably the only knock I'd have on Nurse is I would have thought earlier on maybe in the third quarter. Just to stop uh, Levert's personal run that he had, mm-hmm. would just get the ball out of his hands. Maybe a double team, something, right? Something, right? But he just, we were just content on just letting Levert just get them back in the game, right, and go on his own personal run. And OG did the job on that final possession. Uh, yes, he did. Solid job by OG there. But overall, Karis Levert can't be going for thirty-seven against you. Cannot. The Raptors have too many. Just between OG, Pascal, Rondé, like you have too many. Just good on-the-ball defenders on top of just good team defense 
You can't let that one dude. But that's what I'm saying. That's like, not I, LeBron. That's not Kawhi. That's Karis. But this is what I'm saying. Like I feel like even if the Raptors would have limited him to like a 28 to 30, it's a different game. True. Right. Very so. Because it was just him and Dimwitty really causing problems, and I'll give I'll give some props to DeAndre Jordan, who was dominating the paint when he was in there. He finished with 15 and 14, yep. three blocks, but Very he was just active. controlling the middle. You That's know. it. That's about it. But as Glow Girl Smile checks in and says, on a back-to-back and depleted team, Raps were running out of gas and clinged on for the win. Maybe that's a thing. I agree right? with that take. Some tired right? tired legs, especially, I know it's the second night of back-to-back, but it's three games in four nights. Nights, that's what and it was. Those were two very tough games against the Indiana Pacers. So all in all, you take the win. You improve to 39 and 14 on the year somehow. Right? Somehow. <laughs> somehow. This team is incredible to watch. And you know what? It's a fun game to watch as well. And, you know, as we watch what happens down the stretch and Pascal has the ball and there's some questionable calls late, but he got a pretty questionable call and got to the he, line. He got that, he got that, su- that superstar call. Yeah. Missed, missed the free throw. Missed the free throw though. Which I'm sure it's going to bother him. Yeah. It gave me flashbacks to uh, the game last year against the Bucks where he missed the free throws and the game ended up going to overtime and Kawhi's like, you made me play an hour of basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we know Pascal's going to get in the lab and he's going to do, he's going to be yeah. better because of it. He'll sharpen up. But yeah, shouts to Fred Van Fleet who really showed out in this game. And just looking at the Raptors box score between Fred Van Fleet and Terrence Davis, who stepped in in a massive way. Another big hand goes to that Raptors bench who yep. really played great and 15, 15- Thomas off the bench. That's something to, to, that's a positive look. Pascal, if we continue to go back, and I don't want to harp on it, that's why I'm not going to give you the full numbers. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to pay attention. I want people to pay attention to Pascal's numbers since he come he's come back from injuries. He's not shooting the ball nearly as well as he was okay. prior to injury. And tonight's another game where 20 points, 9 of 22 shooting. There's a lot of... He still needs to get, get, get his game back up. Get his game back. Get his and rhythm. Kinda, you know what I think happened too? The season started and it was Pascal got his new contract. Pascal's the man. Okay, cool. And he's hype. He had the juice. Okay. He's feeling yeah. nice. But then as he got down, and especially after he went down with the injuries, other people really started to find their footing, right? Yep. Serge Confidence. got a lot more confident. Freddie got a lot more confident. We saw this bench that we didn't really know was there. Mm-hmm pop up and now those guys can get buckets too and so i feel like pascal still kind of has a mentality of do i gotta be the man and take all these shots and score 25 to 30 a night whereas no 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 if you're an efficient 20 points a night that's perfect for that's this perfect because other guys can get hoops too that's it right yep I don't know. It's interesting and i'm not gonna dwell on it not gonna harp on it but you weren't here the last pod and og had a really big scoring game Okay. Um, but the game before that, he had zero. Mm-hmm. Tonight, he finished with five. I'm going to ask you, what do you want to see from OG and Anobi? Are you okay if OG is just a defensive guy and that's his main thing and maybe he'll get us 10 points if he averages 10 points? Sometimes that's 15, but sometimes that's five. Are you okay with that? Or what is it that you want to see from OG on, and Anobi? On this team, I'm okay with that right yeah. now. We don't need to put pressure on him, mm-hmm. especially OG. We don't need to put pressure on him right now. I yeah. feel like with with the other guys, his confidence coming back, you know, Serge playing 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 at a, a ridiculous level. We're still waiting on Mark Mark 
to come back. We're still waiting on Norman to come back. I just feel like OG can just be OG. Yeah. As long as he's playing defense and he's and he's not and he hasn't stopped playing defense, mm-hmm. then we're fine. Yeah. Right? I just feel like just let him grow. Let right? him grow. Yeah. Let him grow, man. Like it's it's we like I don't know. It's not it's not important. We don't need him to be that big time 20 a night guy yet. Exactly. So let him grow. And he's also, you know, he missed all of last season pretty much, right? And so like there's right. been a lot going on. He's not really, you know, we're almost spoiled by the leap that Siakam and Freddie and Norm have taken. Thank you. That it's kind of spoiled us into thinking, wait, what's wrong with OG, <laughs> right? <laughs> and maybe there's nothing wrong with OG. <laughs> He's just being a nor- quote-unquote normal process that young it takes player. to develop a yeah. young player. Totally. Uh, but as we always do, let's get to some comments, right? Let's get our some Ask questions. on Blast segment where we take comments and questions from our Twitter stream, which is live as you're watching this podcast at Shell Alexander. Also taking comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. So let's take some questions here. And Mike checks in and says, Fred Van Fleet is a clutch <laughs> god. <laughs> okay. I like the thing that I like the most about Freddie, he's not scared of any shot. Right? right, like he's mm-hmm. he's gets the ball in crunch time, and no shot is too big for him. Whether it's a deep dagger three or if he has to take someone off the dribble, he's ready for it. He's not shy at all. No. I love that from Freddie. He lives. He lives for the moment, man. And you want guys like that on your team. Can he be that guy? Like, let's say if, let's say if you know it's playoff time and it's like we need to play. Are you okay with the ball in Freddie's hands? Depending on who's guarding him. I like that. That's like what that. the, it's all. It's all matchups, right? I like that. Like if you're t- if you're rewinding back to the finals where Steph Curry was guarding Fred 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 uh, Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, I'm giving him the ball every time. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Right, it just depends on the matchup, yep. right? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, let's see. Logan says I think OG can be our version of the 2014 Spurs Kawhi, efficient and killing it on the defensive side. It's interesting. It's, I mean, it's an interesting take, but the 2014. Kawhi still was offensively levels above OG, right? And was guarding LeBron. And he was guarding LeBron. <laughs> but again, too, we had OG guarding LeBron his rookie year, even though it wasn't successful. LeBronto, man. LeBronto. Yeah. <laughs> Le- LeBronto. I don't want to remember I that. <laughs> None of us do. None of us do. It's okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. My bad. My but bad. it took it that uh, it had to get that bad yeah. to get us to this point. True. So, hey. True. I'll take it. Uh, Fringe fan Wiki checks in and says, almost forgot to breathe since P-Skills missed that free throw until the Nets missed the tip put back in. Yeah, it was... Raptors are finding very interesting ways Ways to to win win these games. That game didn't need to be that difficult. Thank you. (laughs) But again, too, when you're winning 13-14 in a row, Mm -hmm. you're going to find some interesting ways to pull out games. Definitely. Totally true. Totally true. Uh... Mike also points out there's only two back-to-backs left, which is a really good thing oh, for the rap a- schedule, for sure. Um, a guy's IT says, yes, it was exciting. Still, I got so used to winning. No idea how I will handle our first loss. <laughs> 14 in a row. And we looked ahead at the schedule yeah. coming up. This can go on for a while. Like, like how long's a while? Like, what's, okay, so what's definitely our next it should make four? it to the All-Star break because they play, coming up, I think it's Minnesota. And mm, hold on, let okay. me get the full schedule here. But definitely, I'm pretty sure it should go to the All Star break. They play Minnesota and 
Um, I I was looking at it. And I want to say I, I thought the number could get to like 18, which is kind of crazy. I know. But you're at 14 right now. And you got Minnesota on Monday, Brooklyn again on Wednesday. Then it's the All-Star break. Right, so okay. that would that could easily put it at sixteen. 15. Although, easily. hold on, this new wave Minnesota T Wolves that's blowing out the, yep. the Clippers right now. Listen, <laughs> listen. When are we? D'Angelo, D'Angelo didn't play tonight, so he might be playing against us. Hold on, D'Angelo didn't play, and they blew out the Clippers. That's a thing that happened. I Who, see. I see. I read on the Reddit that he wasn't playing yeah, tonight. He didn't play. D'Angelo he didn't play tonight, play. and he's supposed to be waiting to play his old team, Brooklyn, <laughs> on Wednesday night. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Man, the narrative league of the NBA. <laughs> right? Oh. Um, so, yeah, you look at that rap schedule and you say it could get to 16 by the All-Star break. They only have two games left before the All-Star break. It's almost a thing where you wonder, is it a bad time for the All-Star break to come up because they're playing so well? But on the flip side, we got guys that can use the rest. That's it. Right? We, got a, we got a couple of guys that could definitely use use some rest. Uh, yeah, uh, Gozi checked in and said... 81 points in the first half by Minnesota. See? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Diversified Youth says that OG asked to guard Levert in the timeout. Fred Van Fleet said that pro- post game. Nice. He wants to smoke. He wants to smoke. Okay. I like that. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm never mad at that. Definitely never mad at that. Um, OG, and especially too, I respect trying to find your role and saying, this is what I want to do. Yep. Right. Instead of jacking up shots, OG's not that guy that jacks up shots or anything like that. His shots are always coming within the offense. He usually plays good basketball, so OG knows how to. I respect that. I want to. He knows how to find his. He knows how to find his way. Hopefully, he knows how to find his way in the offense. Mm -hmm. But in the defense, that's not negotiable. He has to play that defense, right? Yeah. So that's good that he's saying, "Listen, I want to take up the challenge." And I always point this back to last year, the Danny Green and Kawhi, and the fact that the Raptors young bucks. Got a nice lesson last year from Kawhi and Danny Green. Yep. And I always point out to this comment because it always stuck with me from the start of the year where Danny Green said the biggest thing people don't realize about him and Kawhi from their days to the Spurs to now is that they want to go out night in, night out and shut down the other team's best perimeter guys. That's their goal, yep. night in, night out. And you rarely hear people talk about that in this NBA, yeah, oh, where everyone's sure. on Instagram because you know you see the Trey Young crossovers or everyone's shooting threes and shooting whatever. Yep. So I like hearing that from OG that no, 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 I want to shut this guy down. No double team, no nothing. No, nothing. I got him. I like that. Yep. Uh, Len on Instagram checks in and says, Matt Thomas's stroke is just beautiful. His defense has also improved since the beginning of the season. Yeah, you know what? You know, Matt Thomas, he knows how to play great team defense. Mm hmm. Nothing Great wrong team with that. defense, right? Like he knows he knows himself. He knows he's not the biggest guy. He knows he's not the quickest guy. So he plays position defense, which is really good. But the Raptors as a whole, as a team, knows how to hide him very well. So they know how to provide help. Especially if Thomas is is guarding a stronger or quicker guy, they're gonna come help quicker, right? Mm-hmm. So um I'm, I appreciate Matt Thomas because he knows his role. Yeah. He knows he's a shooter, bona fide shooter. He he doesn't try to put the ball on the floor and go not to the really, basket. No, 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 no he's not trying to do that unless it's wide open. I also like too on the the odd times where they guarded him too close at the line, he would backdoor cut to the yep. basket and the raps because just the way they play now, as Serge pointed out, hey, Marcus Sol is has made him a better passer, passer as well. Right. Serge is looking for those backdoor cuts, hitting guys under the cup. So that's a beautiful thing to see as well. And for 
someone else checks in on Instagram and says, for those who haven't balled, this squad has locked down defenders at crucial points of the game. So keep watching and paying attention to that point. Yep. You have to. Defensive stops at the end. I said this last year. It was a beauty of watching Kawhi Leonard because it showed you that the game is played on both ends of the floor. We always think about, can we get a bucket to win the game at the end, right? That's the part that's always highlighted. But there's another way of looking at it. And a defensive stop at the end of games is just as important as can you get a bucket, right? So totally beautiful thing to watch from this team. And uh, J87 Lee says... They should give him more playing time. He's a walking bucket and has good offensive tools. That's in reference to Matt Thomas, I'm assuming. Matt Thomas. Um, the tough part is, where are you taking the minutes from? Thank you. I, well, everyone's going to go to Patrick McCaw's minutes, right? <laughs> everyone's trying to take Patrick McCaw. But how much minutes does Patrick McCaw even... How much do we, even we don't even much. delve him out that much yeah, anyways, right? So much. it's like... Yeah. It's tough, but it's, you're talking Terrence Davis. That's it. Right? I mean, Norm's not even here. Norm's not even playing right now. We have so, a lot of options, a lot which is good, right? A lot of options. Great problem to have. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, so many high-energy players coming off the bench to the point of where it overwhelms the opponents. I agree. It's, it's not the bench mob, right? Because it's not the same unit all the time consistently. And, you know, the bench mob had the whole thing where, obviously, they were all in 905 together. They all worked yep. out in the offseason together, all that. And this is more like just parts being plugged in, but it's working the same in terms of the results, no? Yep. Just whoever's I just, out I there. just feel like the system the system is so is so so advanced mm-hmm. that it's plug and play at this point. Uh, if you get a certain type of player, you can plug them in, you'll you'll have the same type of success. Uh, Graham has a great comment here. Graham on Instagram says, as much as the injuries have sucked, it's been great to get some of our bench out there. Of course, experience. Yeah. Remember at the start of the year, we were kind of worried about, wait, like, who's mm-hmm. the bench? Who's the rotation Will guys? these guys be experienced enough when we when we need them come playoff time, right? Beyond Norm and Serge, we were wondering, like, who's the, who are the next guys coming off the bench? Yep. And it's been great to see, man. Boucher has surprised me. Terrence Davis Hollis didn't Jefferson really know. Hollis me. Jefferson was a great find by yep. Masai, giving them just great, gritty, vet-type minutes off the bench. Yep. It's it's been a great look for for Masai and this whole whole department here. Uh, Matthew checks in and says, if we can get Tristan Thompson in the buyout instead of nope. the Celtics, that would be lit. Nope. I didn't even finish in foot set. No, why don't you? No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. What do you have against Tristan, man? Listen, man, I have nothing against my Brampton brother, but listen, <laughs> we have real chemistry on this team. Okay. We can't allow outsiders to come in okay. and mess up that chemistry. Okay. I, I, I'm just, all I'm I saying. I don't disagree with that. Listen, Tristan provides extra possessions, mm-hmm. which is cool, which is great for any team. Extra possessions is great. But, like, are you going to now mess up Boucher's maybe development? True. Right? Like, no, come on, right. guys. This is chemistry here. Does Tristan Thomas, does Tristan take us over the top? That's the real question. I think Tristan might take Boston over the top. Yeah, because they they, they, they need, need different they parts. Need that. Yeah, yeah. That's they a di- that's parts. a diff that's a yeah. different part. And I also like just what this Raptors what it represents that you're not trading anyone or doing anything to this or this team right now. I love the fact that you're being loyal to these guys and rewarding them it's a for reward. busting their ass yep. during the first half of the season and saying, you know what? There's a lot of talk about what trades or what things we might do 
at the deadline, and you guys have taken that and removed that completely. So as a reward, gotta let you guys ride this out. That's and, it. And you know, get healthy, have a chance to That's be the healthy. Ultimate confidence. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, 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 totally. Um, let's see some more comments here because there's tons pouring in. My guy LT says gamblers got to start betting the raps to lose, right? Like that's a smart play now, right? <laughs> no, uh, LT, no, not that's not. That we're not yet. promoting that. No, <laughs> you no, don't want to promote no, that no. type of attitude. <laughs> you don't ever want to take else. <laughs> raps are winning for the rest of the year, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're never losing again. Uh, Lisa checks in and says this team is so confident. We used to fall apart if the game was close, but our guys are so confident and pulls out the wins. That part is so change of culture. And and everyone keeps comparing culture this reset. Team. Well, everyone keeps comparing this team to last year's Kawhi team, which I think is unfair, which I'm not going to do. No, I've I can't. always you more can. so compared them to the pre-Kawhi teams with DeMar. Yep. And even going a bit before that, because I think in the last two DeMar years, the regular season teams were still better. You know, like they were better and not blowing as many teams. But when Lisa says, you know, in the past, if a game would get close and a guy would get oh, hot, the Raps would lose that game. Yep, for sure. You don't really have those fears this time, right? Like they just keep finding ways to win somehow, some way. They're gonna get that stop, or they're gonna go on that eleven zero run to yep. like they're gonna put on the press. You know why? And get because turnovers. we see the effort. Mm-hmm. I think people see the effort yeah. that one through fifteen is is coming with, right? You just see the effort and just like these guys are playing so so damn hard. Yeah. That even if they even even if they were to lose, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, like it's all right. It's a different mentality, different attitude towards the team. you know what? They don't get blown out. And we Doesn't never get blown weird? out. Like that seems, and I know that, again. Especially I, in I this this new era of NBA, we don't get blown out. That says a lot. Well, pe- there are things that people like to label as schedule losses, right? Like you're just mm-hmm. on the second night of a back-to-back. You're on yep. the end of some crazy travel, end of a long road trip. Just something that would be a schedule loss. And you don't even see that with that this team. And there's not the night where you come out and they just get blown out. That's weird to me, right? Yep. But it also just shows it's effort, max effort all the time. Yes. Uh, but we were just talking about Tristan Thompson, and Raptor Homer says, even if the Celtics would acquire Tristan, still confident in a seven-game series, wraps in five. Yep, I agree. Ooh, I don't and I'd say four, but five <laughs> is just the extra. Against the I give them f- against the Celtics. <laughs> I would say I like four, I, I, but I eight. Hey, listen, I'll just give them. I'll give them one petty win. I, I I strive to have your confidence like that. I hey, more power to you, more power to you. Uh, Matthew asks, do you really trust Boucher in the playoffs? Yes. Here here's what I'll say about I do. That. Here's what I'll say about that because the things that he does, it's easy. It's easily transferable. It's You're not effort. giving him the ball. You're not yeah. running no offense for yeah, him, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. of course I trust him. Yeah, it's just effort. It's not like the stage isn't going to be too big because all he's doing is running around, getting on the offensive glass, blocking shots. Effort plays. Yeah, and effort is something that should travel. Um, And again, we hope that Gasol is healthy, and so the need for Boucher might not be that much. Right? That's the hope. But, hey, let's see. Uh, Let's see. Len says, I mean, we probably needed Boucher to guard Jordan. LOL. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, I mean... Yeah, we'd, we'd game plan DeAndre Jordan. That's fine. I'm not, DeAndre Jordan just kind of, you know, he'll just have there. these moments every once in a while, but he's not really that much of a factor now. 
Uh, Alex with a great stat here says Raptors three undrafted players tonight combined for 64 points, roughly 53% of the team's offensive output tonight. That's insane. Yeah, that's big. undrafted players. Uh, more comments about Lavert. We were talking about Lavert. I see. I'm pretty sure it had to be Q that checked in and said this. I think I'm scrolling up trying to find it. He says Karis Lavert is a star player. He just can't stay healthy. Lavert. Um, um, he's a good player, but again, too, you know, what I mean, if if you're telling if you're telling me when KD comes back, Lavert's going to be your third best player or your third score. Oh, you're laughing. Like, you, yeah. you're in good hands over when in Brooklyn. When they have Brooklyn. KD and, yeah, if they have KD and Kyrie, and Kyrie? this team, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting for sure. Um, Glow Girl Smile says, Siakam can't settle for foul calls. He needs to stay aggressive and go up strong. That's a great take. Totally I agree. agree with that. Totally agree with that. And I think, you know, sometimes even when he's driving and I feel like every time he drives, he yells. He does, ah, yeah. right? And the refs don't fall for that. They but buy it. the thing, too, is going up strong instead of sometimes he tends to, like, you know, just kind of throw the ball up over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you got to go through the contact yep. to get those calls, more so than shooting the ball away from the contact, right? They can tell one thing in, in the most part. Mm. I'll give referees credit because they can tell when you're going up to score as Are you going up, just look at the foul. Exactly, right? Yeah. And and I think that's what Pascal needs to work on a little bit more as he solidifies himself as a superstar and getting to the line and figuring out, oh, I can get to 20 points a night easily because I'm going to get eight free throws a night or seven free throws, throws a, a night, night or whatever, right? Uh, another comment from Lee who says, don't get me wrong, I think Siakam needs to expand his offensive tools so it's important he does it more often. Referencing driving to the basket, uh, people bigging up OG's defense here. A lot of people mm-hmm. impressed by OG's defense, and I think this is the best point. As the fifth option, OG focusing on defense is fine. After all, he's 22 years old. Right. Put it in perspective. <laughs> Shouts right? to Gozi for that one. That's yes. a perspective, right? Such mm-hmm. perspective, and giving us great perspective on the fact that your Toronto Raptors have now improved <laughs> again have now improved to 39 and 14 on the season as they win yet again their 14th straight victory over the Brooklyn Nets 119 to 118 as the Raptors find a way to do it hang on despite a big boy 37 points from Karis LeVert the Raptors hang on thanks to a clutch free throw from Pascal Siakam But overall, Fred Van Fleet leading the way with 29 points, six assists without Kyle Lowry taking control, really leading the team. And in Kyle Lowry's absence, there's Terrence Davis filling in again, the undrafted rookie. We don't care anymore about the Rising Stars Challenge because who's watching? Who's checking for that game? Who's checking for that game? Thank you. Nobody's checking for that game anyways, NBA, so it's all good, (laughs) man. Nobody cares. Keep on sleeping on us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Terrence Davis finishes with his 20 points and eight Mm -hmm. rebounds as he gets to start in Kyle Lowry's absence, and the bench, led by Matt Thomas, is 15. Just huge in this game. Another brilliant performance by Nick Nurse, really showing his trust in all of his players and letting that unit ride it out in terms of Matt Thomas, O'Shea Brissett, Patrick McCaw, Chris Boucher, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. It's just a great performance by this Toronto Raptors team overall. Again, four 
15 straight wins. That's the most wins by, a what I say, a Canadian team in whatever sport you want to pick. In history? Oh, That's wow. great. That's... 14 straight wins by Congrats, your Toronto Raptors. Raptors. That's work. I saw someone tweet out earlier on, I think it was Mastermind, the DJ, that said, like, the Raptors are at 14 wins now in a row. That should be leading all sports shows, whatever the night of the week it is, regardless of whoever's playing. I'm just going to say that and leave it there and not really go much deeper. <laughs> Sublims. Because obviously there's political connects. And of course. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something else and I'm stopping <laughs> you to stop yourself. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself. Yeah. But hey, Raptors are having a great time. We're having a great time here on the pod. Really, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. If you, you. want to catch up with Foots, Foots, where can the people hit you up, man? Man, you can find me everywhere uh, on social media. Eastside O. And at DDS Caps. Uh, someone checks in and says the Raptors are tied with the Stampeders for 14 wins in a row. Okay. I'm fully aware of that. For the record, like, I was fully aware of that. I just really wasn't trying to make the CFLs. You weren't trying to recognize the Stampeders. The CFLs, like, eight teams and try to make that the same as, you know, baseball, basketball, hockey. Of course. So, for the record, I'm aware. I'm aware of the Stampeders. Shouts to the Stampeders. No disrespect, Calgary. We love y'all, too. Yeah. No, no disrespect to the CFL. <laughs> yeah, you but, know. hey. We're just talking a little different leagues. Say? There's levels to this. There's shit. levels to this. <laughs> Definitely. And again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in as you do live on Twitter at Shell Alexander after each and every Toronto Raptors game for the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show. There is same thing taking your comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you ever miss the pod or you just want to support the movement as we continue to grow and build this thing out, please hit us with a like and subscribe, whether it's on iTunes, rate us, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you like videos, like and subscribe, spread the love, tell your friends as we continue to rock out on the Wrap It Up podcast on this team that are the defending NBA champions and just continue to win games. Still champs, baby. Still champs. It is an incredible run. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time peace 14 in a row on blast